All right, Mark. Ready to go whenever you are. Let's get it. What are we calling this? Episode 1, Chapter 2, or is it 21? I think it would be Chapter 2, Episode 1. 21. 21. I like it. Well, um, like I said, I don't know how much they know about the pod, but we've been doing this for a minute. I'm glad to finally talk to some of you guys. I know. We've, we we definitely have a, a similar vision with the podcast as the stream, same energy, same vibe, mm -hmm. same chit-chat. But we kind of took a, sub, uh, like a sabbatical, if you will, mm -hmm. a little break. Everybody did with COVID, you know? Yeah, COVID kind of messed a lot of things up. Go ahead, like, here, explain to them the stream, like, kind of, like, why that started from, like, our perspective with the pod, you know, why we got into it. Mm-hmm. Or why you did that, and then I'll talk about all the brawl stuff, and then we can talk about unifying the two. Yeah. So basically, you guys all know me from stream, but before the stream was born, I started a podcast with my best friend, as you can see right here on screen, Mark. Um, started it with him a little over a year ago, and we had kind of been inspired by some bigger podcasts, like Going Deep with Chad and JT, and the Joe Rogan podcast, and the Ross Bowen podcast and a few others but we kind of started off uh on kind of a blind journey we just kind of hopped in didn't really know what the plan was didn't really know what we were doing and it grew and it grew and we grew a little community and whenever the new year came around uh we decided that what we were going to do was we were going to both pursue separate endeavors um and mark will talk about his in a minute but mine was streaming and we wanted it to be like a fun endeavor and kind of a charitable endeavor, something that can help us better ourselves and better the people around us. So I started streaming um, and it was a journey from the beginning. I started on Mixer um, and, you know, I, I just couldn't seem to get my legs under me there for some reason. I don't know if it was the uh, I didn't fit in with the community or but I don't know what it was, but I'm here on Twitch now. and. I'm liking it a lot. Um, it just seems like it fits more of what I look for in a stream. But uh, now that I've kind of got my feet underneath me on Twitch, uh, what we're going to do is we're, or what I'm going to do is I'm going to start uh, using Twitch as a platform to help raise money for uh, a charity organization called Brawl. And I'll let Mark kind of talk about that. Yeah, we. I mean, basically. That's not how it's, I wouldn't say it started out with just a direct charitable pursuit, but we definitely kind of approached it uh, with that in mind, as in what could lead to that. Streaming is definitely one platform that can do it. And I mean, like I said, none of the people in this realm of, you know, what we branched this into for the streaming community, whether it be Twitch or Mixer kind of knows I, I don't even really remember if we talked about it in in the final episode we we did before we, all quarantine happened and everything but i mean i really missed playing football i played football like my whole life and so i ended up just starting to train like combat sports but eventually found my way through work to like a, a boxing community and as Pruitt mentioned it's called brawl for a cause where they basically <clears throat> get like they find people who have you know, charitable ambitions or desires that want to, uh, you know, use their the community they have around them, their friends, their family, to raise money for something that uh, means the world to them. And um, like Pruitt said, my my mom has cancer. She's a freaking warrior, and she's battling through it right now. But 
I ended up joining that the whole brawl for a cause thing, um, trying to fight to raise money for her. So basically, you kind of train over the course of, you know, I think it was three months at the time, and then work towards uh, a big fight night where everybody has a matchup and every fighter is kind of raised money through um, whether it be social media, um, you know, events in a certain community or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I, I chose to, to fight for the foundation that's basically doing a majority of the research to, to spearhead my, my mother's cancer. Um, it's like kind of rare. It's called cholangiocarcinoma. Uh, it doesn't affect too many people in America. It's, it mostly affects the liver. And <clears throat> not a lot of people have it. So like not a lot's known about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of my main point for raising money for it. Um, but then quarantine hit, you know, I was, a cool thing about it was they kind of supplied us with, uh, free gym, free trainers, uh, is a great organization and it's still up in the air as to whether or not it's going to happen. It it was supposed to happen in May. I was supposed to fight somebody in May, but right now it's kind of delayed. Uh, but in in the approach to that, I raised about $3,300. And so you know, we had a really good thing going. Um, we had a great community around us, me and my family. But quarantine hit, everything was weird. We didn't know if we were going to have the fight night because it's also a large event in terms of uh, people, you know, attending it somewhat. And so that couldn't happen because of quarantine. Everything just kind of hit the fan. But I spoke to the guy who uh, started the organization while I was at work the other day because I, I met him through work. Um, he's the one who got me into it and it's helped me out a lot with training and stuff. Um, but basically, a lot of people, some people are quitting because they don't really want to continue to train. I mean, because it sucks and sparring people sucks and getting punched sucks. But I mean, you're just like working out in general sucks. Like, yeah, people just don't want to like say, oh, I don't know if I'm, this is going to happen until, you know, December or April. Um, but I, I really wanted to fight. Like just I wanted to try that and learn something new. And I've been doing it. I've been keeping at it. But it's been this weird, you know, space of time where no one really knows what's going to happen. But he came to me the other day, um, basically said, we're going to try to continue to do it. And they're looking at the U.S. Amateur Boxing Association to see how they handle uh, their crowd control and the way things go with their events, I think, for the month of July. But hopefully, based upon that outcome, you know, we could get something going in October or August uh, or maybe December. Uh, but aside from fighting in general, he, he kind of mentioned it was a cool opportunity for, uh, they call the fighters brawlers to get people, uh, like close to them or, you know, friends that they have that are also doing their own thing, their own ambitious, uh, pursuits, if you will, to help them. And, you know, streaming, you know, like I said before, we didn't really have the, I didn't know about Brawl for a Cause when we kind of made the decision to, I was going to pursue um, training combat sports and Pruitt was going to say, okay, I'm going to go buy a webcam and <laughs> we're going to try streaming. And we wanted, we wanted to document that through the podcast, but we didn't end up doing that because it's just, I mean, life happens, shit happens. Like I said, we both have things going on. We're both college students. We work jobs, so we're busy. Um, but I mean, yeah, here we are. And so it's, it's ironic that that kind of fell into our lap at, at this time uh, of quarantine, especially when everything's going virtual. But yeah, it's, you know, pr like Pruitt said, he's my best, one of my best friends and 
like we're brothers and and I, i've raised a lot of money for this and it's, it's done a lot for me mentally and spiritually to see how many people uh, care about my family or just care about people not even my myself just like ha- just how much how many people have have it in their hearts to give and uh we you know you and me like coming together uh, he came in the guy who started the charity came in my work he said people are passing the torch off if you will uh, so me and Pruitt are going to try to you know tackle this together uh, we're going to try to have I don't, I don't even I don't know how the streaming aspect no, of it works so I don't want to talk about it yeah like, for sure do for you sure. want to explain this so the, I think the thing that. that I'm realizing right now um, that I didn't even really think about is uh, earlier when I was like you know what like why don't we just go live tonight I wasn't even planning on streaming this live usually we just record on the phone and don't stream um but earlier whenever we planned to stream live i didn't even think about the fact that what we're doing right now is the embodiment of what mark just described it's merging the two communities together and starting a pathway um towards Mm -hmm. using my platform to um kind of be an aid and assistance to what mark is doing with the whole brawl thing so it's kind of cool i i I just kind of realized yeah but that that, that's what's going on right now is that like now that we're streaming this live, the, the two communities are finally merging and I'm going to be able to start yeah. pursuing this uh, goal of, of helping out with the brawl thing while all this coronavirus stuff has everything up in the air. But I mean, we've seen through big streamers like Dr. Lupo, he does uh, St. Jude um, and he's raised millions of dollars for St. Jude. And obviously, I don't know if I'm going to get into the millions, but wow. streaming is such an incredible platform to use to raise money because. The dynamic between a viewer and a streamer is not necessarily always monetarily influenced. Um, a lot of people just like throwing on a stream in the background and watching. But a lot of the, the people that are involved on Twitch and the viewers that are involved on Twitch that really buy into the platform, you know, they understand that if they, say, subscribe to a streamer, they get a certain set of emotes, they get a certain set of, you know, sometimes merchandise, things like that. Mm-hmm. But since people always already have the mindset of, you know, receiving something for uh, giving up some sort of monetary value. If people already have that mindset whenever they're watching a streamer, it's such a great platform for donating because a streamer can say, okay, you know, you paid $4.99 for a set of emotes and I'm trying to be constant entertainment for you. (laughs) You know, why not gain a good feeling about yourself by donating to this cause? So streaming is one of the best platforms, in my opinion, for uh, campaigning for charitable causes. So I'm hoping that, you know, this is actually only my sixth day on Twitch or fifth day on Twitch. Um, So I'm going to continue to grow my community. But as I do that, um, my main goal is to start really implementing the charity aspect of Brawl um, so that when all of this Yeah, that's what's kind of cool about how it just fell into our lap, like I said, because that was the the end goal in it, we said we always wanted a right. charitable aspect to the podcast, and we never could find that. We tried to find it sometimes through like mm-hmm. different ways of doing things, and it didn't work out. But it just right. kind of fell into our lap. A lot of shit like that has been happening, and uh, I mean, that's it's like you said, it's you, not only mm-hmm. the podcast and the stream, but the idea of actually giving a, a nice motor and engine to right. why we did this is it's. For, for for the betterment of something that right. is near and dear to our hearts and 
like like you said at first, I love you to death, and, I'm, and I appreciate you joining me for this. We haven't been on a team together since JV, <laughs> was football. JV football. Was it JV football? That was my my first touchdown yeah, as a running back. Was beast. a handoff from you, I believe. I think so. It was either oh, really? you or Patty McClure, but I think you're no rotating that game. Maybe Patty. It's probably Patty. But yeah, that was that was <laughs> me and Mark's meeting still, point. Was that's crazy. The first day after a football workout in ninth grade. What was that? Seven years ago now. Yeah, I would have been ninth 15, grade. So seven years. <clears throat> Time Shoot, is uh, probably is yeah. flying away. And that's kind of how it started off too. Is like. Mm-hmm. genuine conversation mm-hmm. what we're having right now and what whoever's listening is 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 a uh, right taking part in it's uh mm-hmm. it's genuine conversation that's kind of what struck is we started talking i was like this guy's gonna be my dog because i knew you like i don't know you don't you think when you when you meet someone that you click with you're like it's not as if you're like they say something specifically. It's, it's a like feeling. It's like yeah. energy, you know. Like they, they, and I don't, I don't know what we were talking about at the it time. It was probably some stupid, some stupid shit. shit. But it, we definitely yeah. connected in the deep sense, yeah, right. in the deep senses of our psyche. But yeah, and here we are now, recording, recording this. And, and another thing is, we kind of like to preface a lot of this with, as far as podcasting goes, because a lot of times it can sound kind of grandiose when when you're telling people that you're right recording yourself you know but it more it's more so we've always appreciated like memories and um mm-hmm. good times with each other and i think a lot of the good times we've mm-hmm. had have been through, oh, yeah. through the pod whether it be with nick and ben when they came on um but i mean i, I just yeah. i cherish those memories i want more of those because i love doing this it's yeah. fun it's like a hobby it's like people are like what a lot of people say, like, why, why do you go through all that work to do all this shit? It's like, dude, it's, it's not work. Like, this mm-hmm. is what we like to do. And, and I think through a lot of the shit we've, stuff, like, stuff we've mm-hmm. discussed, and, and, and like I said, a lot of the stream, whoever's listening doesn't know that, you know, the whole, I guess, backstory, the whole vibe, but, um, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we've been doing this for a minute, and we don't necessarily have a goal. It's not as if we're trying to be Joe Rogan and freaking um, I, any I don't of those even guys. Know. I, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. Chad goes deep. That was another one. Yeah, it's not like we're trying to be anything. We're just uh, mm-hmm. we're just being ourselves, and part of that is trying to save and hold on to some of the yeah. beautiful freaking moments of dialogue that I think we right. find each other uh, having. You know, a lot of times if we're like, we could have had that recorded. Just, yeah, and I mean that too, bro. The conversations laying on, on you know, the, the golf course, yeah. uh, like, you know, like, we'd sneak out of your house or whatever in high school, yeah. like, just shit like that, you know, it, it, that's why we're doing this. It's not about, no, I, I know. What I don't know. I, yeah. That's what it, I, I'm trying to explain it. I'm trying to introduce myself to your, to your, uh, your, to these guys. And I'm also trying to kind of like layer it into them. But I mean, maybe do you want to like, I give them, yeah, I give them a summary, just... maybe like the, yeah, a synopsis so... of suburbia. Right. So the reason that that we called this Suburbia Pod, and we thought about this name for a while, Um, we kind of shuffled through some other names, and we were thinking and thinking, and how we wanted to brand things, how we wanted to do imagery, the podcast, um, how we wanted to do, uh, how we communicate with viewers, listeners, all of that. And the thing that we just kept coming back to is that, you know, some of the most uh, precious and nostalgic memories from my childhood 
are, you know, me and the rest of my friends and, and Mark and everybody just just running around and doing dumb shit in the back streets in our little suburban neighborhood. And like, you know, there are so many nights spent yeah. screwing around doing dumb shit on the golf course outside of my house or at the neighborhood pool or anything like that. Riding bikes through the neighborhood when, when we were like seven or eight. You know, so still to this day when I go home, uh, when I go home from college and, you know, I'll go eat dinner with my mom or, you know, I'll go eat dinner with my dad. And a lot of times when I leave dinner, you know, I'll, uh, I'll just drive, roll all the windows down and just drive around my neighborhood and reminisce on, you know, so many of the influential memories that happened all throughout my childhood and all the same spots and, you know, the bridge by the pond in my neighborhood. And, you know, there's a long stretch of road where, uh, or I had a Jeep in high school and we would take the top off the Jeep and all my buddies would stand up in the Jeep and I'd drive down the road as fast as possible. And like, <laughs> so suburbia and, and, and the suburbs that we grew up in are so key and influential to our lives and some of the best golden memories that you hold on to from our childhood. And we reminisce a lot and, and we talk a lot about nostalgia and, and all of those other things. So, you know... A lot of times you, when you're in college, you get homesick no matter how far away college is from your house. And like a lot of times, especially freshman and sophomore year when mm-hmm. I was in my do- dorm or my apartment and I was kind of down because college can get you down sometimes, you know, especially if you're you miss home or you miss your family. And like those are the things that you remember and think about. So since it's, it's just kind of such a pure and golden thing in our heads, we decided that we would label it that because we knew that as we grew up and as we you know moved through early stages of our life that that was like the most influential thing was just our our home you know where we grew up and our home was suburbia and we knew that on the podcast we'd be talking about memories and things like that a lot so we figured it would be the most fitting thing in addition to all that um we stumbled or we didn't stumble on everybody has known about this on on a little show called mr rogers um and Obviously, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who Mr. Rogers is. Like, you know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, but his whole premise was um, acceptance and inclusivity of everyone, and everyone's a neighbor. And that was kind of our, for chapter one, that was our big slogan is everyone's a neighbor. We don't care your race, age, nationality, walk of life. You're, you're welcome. You know, you're, you're welcome in our community. So, so yeah, I guess that was kind of a good synopsis of everything that we've been doing, uh, kind of what our goals are for the rest of the year. Um, and we have missed out on a lot of our, you know, of all the things that have been happening in the world. And we're big on current events. So we talk about current events every time we record stuff that's going on in the world, uh, you know, opinion pieces on things that, you know, that are happening politically, socially, things like that. And the biggest thing that we can think of, or there's two big things, but the one biggest thing that we we want to address first, because we don't think it's right to be silent on an issue like this, is the Black Lives Matter movement. And about a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, I'm sure everyone saw the video clip of the guy, George Floyd, um, that was murdered by the policeman. And, you know, it wasn't just that, that, w- that was just the, the straw on the camel's back of uh, a long line of uh, systemic and systematic uh, racism that you know unfortunately is is present in the United States, and it's not something that I can elaborate on mm-hmm. for an incredibly long time because, as everyone can see, I am a white male and Mark is a white male, and we have been actively 
you know, trying to educate ourselves more and more and more um, on the situation. Um, we've actually got a good buddy of ours, Ronald Hollins. We're sorry we couldn't have you on tonight, buddy. Um, yeah. Dude, next time I'm home, yeah. no, he commented on the last one. Ronald's like my best friend, grew up next door to me, but he went to high school approved for majority of his years. But I mean, aside from all that, mainly just that was our main goal is that we wanted it to just be this big, wholesome community of, and it sounds weird to say this now, but like genuine thinkers, because that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to when you talk about conversation. It's like people that want to talk and, right. and people that want to listen. I mean, and, and I think now one thing or a key thing to say would just be that we we weren't listening like mm-hmm. you and me as you mentioned we we were never listening mm-hmm. no and a lot of people weren't listening and you mentioned mm-hmm. the George Floyd incident and and I, I I for the stream community I don't y'all don't know if anybody's listening on the podcast I live in Atlanta I go to Georgia Tech so it was right down the road and and I've seen it firsthand for the past you know four years through all of the protests mm-hmm. and stuff that have been happening you know in every event and it's like you said. And like I was trying to kind of shift it to right. is no one, we weren't listening. And it's, it's nice to have a wake up call right. for everything. And just, I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know how to express it. It's not, and like you said, we don't really have anything right. we can say about it because. Right. And we're I mean, the, I, I feel like sense. that, like you said, that, that was definitely a good wake up call. Um, and the whole listening point is, is very true because, I mean, that was something that, you know, was never engaged in by either of us. But we did grow up around it, and it was easier to just turn a blind eye to it. Um, and and that's, that's, you know, a guilt that I guess that I will always have. It's not even a blind well, eye. It's, it's not. It's, you're, right. it's, it's programming, and it's a problem because it's, it's consistent. And if you say programming, then that, that references mm-hmm. like computers. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's like a software and it's just replicated and replicated and replicated yeah. and it's a fucking problem. And you mentioned Ronald and that's the first strike of defense because he's my fucking brother and I jump in, I, I jump in front of a bullet mm-hmm. for him. He's my, one of my best friends, you know, known right. since I was like three or four. I don't know when the first time was we hung out, but, you know, every, like and same to you in high school. It's just, that's just the prime example because we mm-hmm. both have such a strong connection to him and it sucks bringing that, bringing that up without right. introducing him to the podcast yet. But it's just right. really fucking sad, and it breaks my heart because through all this, I've realized how much unintentional mm-hmm. neglect there is that is probably taken as not mm-hmm. disrespect in a sense, but just mm-hmm. damn, like from their perspective, from our, from the people that we right. think we are showing right. love to when we're really not, just an like an SMH moment, and and that and that that yeah. absolutely breaks my heart. Through all this, and it's been an, yeah, and big it's a wake-up wake up call. And 100%. I think the thing that, that me and Mark were talking about before yeah. we started the episode, when we were, you know, kind of going over the whole, you know, guideline of what we were, everything we were going to talk about, is that, you know, the, the thing that we've been focusing on so much lately, or, I mean, I'm, I can't speak for Mark, and I'm sure he feels the same way, but the thing that we've been trying to do the most is just to educate ourselves and, and learn more and learn, you know, different perspectives. Um, and, you know, podcasting is about conversation. So we're, we're, we're all about, we're all about, you know, discord and, and learning from another person's perspective. So while we're white guys who grew up in the suburbs, like we said, um, as I was mentioning earlier, our podcast is built around 
um, a sense of inclusivity, just like Mr. Rogers had on his show. I think it was literally called The Neighborhood or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So, you know, we've always had a kind of the undertones of inclusivity and not being discriminatory towards anyone from the get go. But with all of these movements that are happening and, and kind of the awakening of so many people realizing that there are so many terrible injustices done daily, um, I think we're realizing that we're continuing to educate ourselves more and more and more. And we're going to continue this pathway of inclusivity and, you know, keeping the neighborhood together or bringing the neighborhood together. Yeah, yeah it, keep, right. exactly. And that's what we want is just to, mm-hmm. and that's what we wanted from the beginning. And that's what like kind of, I think gives, that's like the motor to a lot of like the motivation to doing this is when we saw like friends mm-hmm. of ours come together and be right. a part of this with us or enjoy it with us. And right. that's really cool to me. And in another sense too, you know, we never really, I, I feel like mm-hmm. what you said about conversation, um, you know, going back to that kind of highlights it as in it's not something we wanted to really like. It's better we addressed it like this because this is right. the best way we present ourselves, you know, opposed to just trying to get involved mm-hmm. on social media. Uh, and we weren't really even mm-hmm. once Corona, Corona hit in April, or I guess it was March, yeah. it was my birthday or whatever, like some March. Yeah sucked and i couldn't go home because I, I couldn't go see i didn't want to go see my mom because mm-hmm. she's fairly susceptible to it and so we didn't want to like we weren't together so to be honest with you and another answer to probably you mentioned andrew was in the stream and i remember he dm'd me mm-hmm. uh like just what happened we just there was nothing to we couldn't right. really do the podcast I, I i was stuck here uh working I was working from home for a while, and I know y'all closed down, but you eventually picked back up working. I think you were only done for about a few weeks, and so I didn't go home, but maybe once or twice, so there really wasn't, Mm -hmm. there was no time to connect, Um, but it was definitely a good, as I mentioned like earlier, Mm -hmm. a sabbatical in a way, like, because we learned a lot through uh, whatever this separation was, I mean, uh, not separation, but just not, you know, pursuing the whole podcast vibe we've kept up with the endeavors that we mentioned before but um we learned a lot we're coming back with, with a, a vengeance a, a lot stronger energy yeah, in my you opinion. know what i mean though. not even a vengeance um, just yeah. a better energy yeah. i know what you yeah. mean i'm, I'm, I don't I'm know. kidding I... but yeah i mean and that's that's another another i mean that that can transition mm-hmm. into, into corona too it's just everything was I mean, that, yeah. you don't even have to explain that. It's everything yeah, that's the best the way fan. to say it. <laughs> shit at the fan, big time. 2020 has been a I don't, journey. And I'll be so honest. I don't, yes, I don't even know what's going on in terms of Corona. Like, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know who to, yeah. first of all, I don't know who to believe. There's new information every day, every day. On top of it, like, I don't, I don't believe yeah. any of the news stations. I don't anymore. I, I can't. It's just like someone is striving another, pushing for another agenda, and I just, I don't understand it, or I don't know who's, who's the motor behind what they're saying. I've fallen in love with the podcasting community, not ours per se, but through this like course of time, is like, like you mentioned, Rogan. I mean, and kind of goes back to what you said about conversation. Is that's like the most true. Mm-hmm. stuff i've listened to you know over this whatever however many months it's been 
to get the best information or because you because through conversation you hear right. logical dialogue you know like you hear people naturally going into things opposed to rehearsed scripts which is i think what we've all kind of learned right. fox news and cnn or whoever you know you name it they're all they're all doing it it's it and i don't know I, that's what I, I mean in terms of corona i have no yeah. idea i mean i i just saw something right come out today Weird. where there was just news released by a health organization that said actually if you're asymptomatic and you have the virus you cannot transmit it like you can only transmit it if you have symptoms so i mean we we've just been hearing different things over and over and over again and like there there's different information about the virus weekly that that, that changes yeah. you know the perception of it and and how people see it and how dangerous people think it is so I think I'm the same way is that I don't I don't know enough to comment, but it's hard to know enough about it when there's new information every single week. I mean, how do you how do you treat something that changes every three days? You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand the the waves of how it's it's fluctuating yeah. between it's crazy. Like, you know, Florida is opening their beaches yeah. and people and are two going, weeks like, later. And then you see all these pictures of people. Florida is shutting down like, again. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. under, exactly, and I don't I don't understand why they show, they show the pictures of these beaches as if they want people to be like, oh, we're gonna go because the pictures kind of bring a sense of like, come on, like we want you at the fucking beaches, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like almost a, I don't know. That kind of goes back to what I said about I don't know what the hell is going yeah. on. And it, it's a lot and of it's mixed just signals. the fact that every state has the ability to handle like it, it their own way. If we had a unified, if, if we had a governmental thing that was unified yes. and said every single state has to do this, then things might be different. But you've got states like, I don't know, you've got states like Montana. We were in Montana about a week and a half ago for a wedding, right? They've had like eight cases in Montana or eight deaths. Like the, their numbers are, are minimalistic wow. compared to the exponential explosion of cases that clean here air. in the South because people treat it differently everywhere because their state governments are mm-hmm. telling them different things. I mean, take a... Dude, we can cut to... like. I think well, I was we, just going to say, no, take, take Germany, for example. Here's what Germany did. Germany, as soon as the virus came yeah. out, Germany said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to test every single person in the uh, business sector in the majority of the business sector for the antibodies of the virus, right? So if you have the antibodies of the virus, you cannot get the virus mm-hmm. and you cannot transmit the virus. So we're going to test everybody for antibodies. If you have the antibodies, you're able to go back to work. You maybe get like a little certificate or something, slip of paper, I don't know what, but you can go back to work and continue. And if you don't test for the antibodies, that means you're susceptible and you have to stay home. And they finished up with the virus i mean it's it's pretty much over for them their economy has been able to regain control and they're back in action and we're over here excuse me for lack of a better phrase with our dicks in our hand not knowing what the fuck's going on and we got bars opening and closing and opening and closing and opening and closing and cases spiking and some people don't want to wear masks and some do and some restaurants let people in without masks and some don't and we just need somebody to come to like a collaborative just, consensus. It's more shit to argue as about. As opposed to having every single person feeling yeah. a different way about it. Because with the virus, you can't really screw around with something like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's a pandemic. Or, epidemic, sorry, pandemic. Pandemic. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know how I, <laughs> I don't know how I don't know that word at this point, how many yeah. times it's shoved down our throat. But, I mean, that kind of fades into. We we could just move the. Yeah. We used to do table manners right. as a as a segment to the the streaming community listening right now, 
as in just life uh, advice as far I don't know. You might be able to explain it better than me, but just, you know, complaints mm-hmm. or issues that I think everybody can agree are mm-hmm. shitty acts to do or just right. like weird maybe or I don't know, stuff to avoid. Uh, I think that fades good into that because we wanted to make the table manner segment kind of turn into uh, right. a COVID table manner segment because yeah. everything's kind of shifted now uh, with the with the adjustments right. to society. And that's the thing kind of you mentioned about masks. Everybody wants to wear it. Everybody doesn't. One thing I see with that is like, and it's not anything about wear a mask or don't wear a mask in any sense because I don't give a damn what you do. But... If you're one of those people that like walks around with, with your mask and you're like like taking it taking it off, you know, or like touching it with your hands a lot, or maybe even <laughs> I've seen people <laughs> shove it in their pockets, you know, before they go in the bathroom or something like You defeated the once, purpose. At that point, once it makes contact, I'm right. pretty sure we, you defeated the purpose. So you, now you're just wearing it to follow whatever this new yeah. so, like I mean it's weird, dude. I, I don't know. And I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff you could say. I feel like yeah. the world's about to change in a way. Like, work. Yeah, we have, uh, do we you have, do to, you have wear to wear a mask, mask at yeah. Dana's? Yeah. I'm um, sure, yeah. How, what's, like, the percentage, you'd say, of, like, guests coming in with? I'd say people uh, are pretty good about it man. where I am. I'd say 95-plus uh, percent of people it's Columbia. come in wearing a mask. Um, so... I mean, everybody's pretty good about it around here. Um, but I mean, when it all when it all boils Dude, down to I, it, it really is for a lot of people. It's a perception thing. They don't really know why they're wearing one. They don't really know how it works or if it protects them or the other people. They're just wearing uh-huh. it because somebody said they had to wear it, so they're putting it on and they're trying to adhere to whatever law is going on, which is good and it probably helps more than it hurts. But I mean, it's just. Well, there's definitely know, something course, going on. Though. No, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not saying nothing's going on. Virus, so it's, I'm just it's saying. I'm just saying, no, like no, a lot of not. people, like you were saying, like the people who have a mask on and just shove it in their pocket or adjust it every three seconds so they're touching it and they're breathing in the shit that they literally just like. You touch a dirty doorknob and then ru- like grab your yeah. mask and readjust it. Now that those particles are, you know, a centimeter from your mouth. Exactly. That's what right. we don't understand. Exactly. We don't like. They're telling us all this stuff, but they're not yeah. telling everybody how easily transmissible and seamlessly this these things right. like pass through or get to you. I mean, and we've been told this as kids, but it's like what you mentioned before, mm-hmm. like not fully listening as far as like these things are mm-hmm. co- Corona, for example. Or I don't even know the correct scientific yeah, yeah, term yeah. for it. COVID-19, whatever it is. Is literally like, a, and the CDC is in Atlanta too, so it's scary because they 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 have they have like probably millions of viruses there, and they're like they're they're, they're living organisms that are, and their main goal is to yeah. infect everything and kill it, and if you think about it, like it's yeah, it kind of scary, so that's that's why I was oh, saying no, no, there's definitely course. something going on, like because there, there's these things in glass cases and people are touching them yeah. with fucking rubber gloves, like they're they're literally like. And it's almost like a, a demonic, <laughs> like possession type thing, like like out of a, a movie. It's got a goal in mind, you know. But no, I'm not like that. No, no, I'm no, not no, trying I to compare it to like the Exorcist, but like, yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's creepy to me because especially when you see like the scientists with with mm-hmm. their, their hands in the gloves, kind of putting it, you know, into a secure location. It yeah. just freaks me the hell out. And we actually have a lot of people come in. They come in like there's a 
we have like a new spot for work mm-hmm. where you have to like wait at the door right. and like keep count of people. I'm sure everybody does. And people will come in and I, I would say probably a majority of people I see on a day to day as like a, a normal service mm-hmm. industry or retail person is definitely not wearing them where I'm from. They come in and they see like we have like right. free masks for them available to just like grab and they'll be like, do I have to wear one? And, they're, and then I'm like, no, you're yeah. fine, but we have them available. And they don't. So I think the society's general consensus is, like we said before, just ignoring and yeah. rolling with the punches. And I don't know what that's going to yeah. lead to. I mean, my whole scary. thought process is, regard, like, like I said, I don't really know mm-hmm. what I believe about the whole thing just because the information changes every week. But if I can increase my chances of protecting yeah. others or protecting myself by wearing a thin piece of fabric on my face, why would I not do it? Yeah, Amen. I don't understand that people are like the people who don't wear a mask. I feel Amen. like it's it's more like a statement of you can't tell me what what to do, which is completely fine because generally I'm for less government involvement in a political sense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to go too far into politics, but I'm more for people do what they want, less government involvement. <laughs> so there are a lot of people where I can understand if if you're like super anti-government and the government says wear a mask, like your first instinct is be like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. So like. I'm not hating on those people. I'm just saying, from my perspective, my thought process is, if I can protect myself, or at least think that I'm protecting myself or give myself a better chance of potentially protecting myself, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's, that's my thing about masks. Or the, and yeah, like what you said, right, the people around you and those who are right. susceptible is a key term. I mean, you got to think mm-hmm. about other people and that's what like if people were to fully listen to Mm -hmm. all the bullshit going on right now to tie it back to the Mm -hmm. black Lives matter movement uh, along with corona everything if people were to Mm -hmm. listen to the actual problem i think we'd see a lot of benefit and a lot of growth because if you actually listen to the problem you know if there is a virus going around then it's telling our community or our generation to Mm -hmm. think about other people like when you see the tweets where I saw this elderly couple, I'm sure right. some of them are bullshit and viral marketing campaigns or something for some influencer, but like I, I wanted to help mm-hmm. them and get their groceries for them and all this or that and or just checking on the elderly or not even the elderly, anyone mm-hmm. who is susceptible to it. It makes people think about something other than, right. than, than themselves. And that's a big problem in society today. So there's no, a lot of I'm good that could come out of I'm it, with you. in my opinion. I mean, I see it in myself, as I said before, the ignorance, mm-hmm. like just not listening. But yeah, I mean, that's, we, we, we don't normally get too deep. Yeah. That was pretty naturally deep. Normally we, sometimes we'll pause, we'll pause stuff, yeah. we'll paste that shit, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll delete it, you know, like we're, we, we would change it up. But this yeah. is the first time we've done it live. And I'm yeah, kind of so proud honestly. of this. I mean, I think, I think we're doing fine. But we, and to, I don't know who's listening mm-hmm. on, on Twitch, but. To the original stream listeners, we don't mm-hmm. normally go super deep. Just it's been a minute, right. so we had to no, address I mean, some stuff. I mean, you 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 wanted to get into uh, in terms uh, of other current events. You know, if we could think of something, one thing I can say we talked about for a minute before it got to be a meme of yeah. Epstein didn't kill himself and all that is Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, and I'm pretty sure you said his, his wife uh, or his, girlfriend or something. His just what happened today? Uh, I think yesterday, the day before, was arrested. Before we hop into this, I think I'm going to need a cold drink before we go into this. So let me hit the fridge real quick, and I'll be right back. Oh, no. Okay, perfect. Got-
All right. Let's talk about Appreciate Epstein's that, esteemed mistress. I'm actually gonna pull up just so just so I don't just so I don't yeah, get my please. facts wrong. Her name is Ghislaine Maxwell, and she is embroiled in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Let me read off of L.com. This is a UK website. Ghislaine Maxwell, the ex-girlfriend of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, has been charged in the U.S. after being arrested by the FBI. Maxwell is accused of helping Epstein's abuse of minors by helping to recruit and groom victims who are known to be underage, the BBC reports. The 58-year-old was also arrested in New Hampshire on Thursday. New Hampshire. Why did I read it like that? July 2nd, was taken to court and later remanded in custody to be, take, custody to be taken to New York. She's denied any uh, knowledge or involvement about the businessman's alleged sexual misconduct. And as we know, Epstein died of suicide in August. I just did some air quotes and looked mm. at the camera. <laughs> quotes. As he, <laughs> I didn't as he see awaited it, his trial on sex trafficking charges. Um. So obviously she was with him his whole life. Uh, she's in pictures with him all the time. She knew what was going on. She was helping him with what was going on. And basically, for everyone who doesn't know about Epstein, he was running a network, a uh, sex trafficking network that exploited and abused uh, underage mm. girls and I believe boys as well. And she was with him, helping him with it the whole time. So we know that she was involved. We know that she was helping. She's uh, been accused of aiding in the sexual exploitation and um, abuse of minors and also in large scales of sex trafficking. Here's the thing that's interesting to me. Here's the thing that I'm curious to see. Is she going to be able to stay alive? Because... She, no, here, she knows too much. Here's, here's the she thing, She knows though. way too much. Hillary's going to kill her herself. Of what happened to Epstein, there might be specific groups that take the interest of protecting her. Because now that people people kind of knew that Epstein knew too much uh, when he was killed, it wasn't a big shocker. But now that that's happened, there might be groups, right? They might there now might be groups meme. that want to take down to the right. the elite um, that are involved in these things and take it in their own special interest to do everything they can to protect her. So if if she ends up staying alive and spills, never spills her guts, like there might be a lot. 2020 might get real fucking crazy if she doesn't suspiciously kill It'll herself. Real, we're going to yeah. hear a lot of names. So that's, if you haven't watched the Netflix documentary about him mm-hmm. where he's got Trump, mm-hmm. Mr. Clinton, there's a lot of bad pictures. I bet there's a lot of other people, celebrities you can yeah. probably think about that would be For there. For those who don't know... Uh, R.I.P. Bill Clinton actually took a dump in my beach house, and I am not kidding. Oh, yeah, that's another old podcast discussion. um, That was the uh, third one, maybe. My uh, grandfather met him through, uh, I think, maybe Lindsey Graham or somebody else. And uh, my grandfather was a pretty prominent pastor. in it, where I live, of a Baptist church, and it's always in politicians' interest to be friends with pastors. So Bill Clinton was actually down golfing at the uh, beach house near my house, or beach house near my house, the, the beach house that my grandparents have. And he called my grandfather. He's like, "Hey, like, I, I'm golfing right now. I got to use the restroom." And came inside and took a dump. And this was before anybody knew or there had been any of those allegations of anything that was going on with the Epstein stuff. And, and I don't want to personally indict Clinton because I've actually met him myself. 
um, we don't want to throw accusations where they don't need to be. To my understanding, um, it seems like Hillary might bear the brunt, but I don't know enough about it to comment. But anyways, I digress. Bill Clinton took a shit in my beach house. Um, <laughs> anyways, that is, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting too. to see, dude. It's really going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with, uh, Ghislaine or yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, and if she ends up being questioned and they say, Hey, you got to give up some names or we're putting you in prison for the rest of your life. Who knows? It's going to be incredibly interesting to see how this plays out. Incredibly interesting. A lot of names. I bet there'd be at least 20 plus shocking, like shocking Lori Laughlin level. Like, you know, like when Lori Laughlin had the scandal, that's another thing that shows you, man. I don't know if that happened. Yeah. That was like before quarantine, though. That shit just like there's so much mm-hmm. money. Money talks and money works. <laughs> there's a lot of shit that money's not stopping now because people. Tilton started, said, "Was he?" <laughs> I'm excited to see. Tilton man. said, "Was he taking a deuce already. or getting What's head up? in your bathroom?" Yeah, he had he had Monica in there. <laughs> That's funny. Monica Lewin. <laughs> what was that? But no, and we've been we've been we've been saying that for a minute actually <laughs> about uh about old Epstein. old Epstein. I mean, we have Jesus, dude. That whole thing is just so that we've been talking about it. Up. Do you think he? Do you think he killed Fuck himself? No. The the cameras suspiciously shut off awesome. in his cell. Dude, I don't know what the. Hold on, I don't know what the um. Let me find the picture. There was a picture that they had of the, and there was a bunch of like inanimate objects placed. It looked like a really low budget like crime scene from a like from, crime TV from show. One of the- but like, and I watched it, and I watched someone to, dec- no, I watched someone decode it. Yeah, no, okay, so here, Jeff's, Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy, a closer look, and if you look at the picture, there's a fuck ton. I'm, I mean, I might be mm-hmm. wrong, so I'm not gonna like quote myself on this, or quote anybody. But the picture I'm looking at right now, it's a bunch of, like, mm. prison uniforms. As in, he would have went through the, the struggle of finessing what looks to be 45 mm. orange jumpsuits to hang himself with. I don't know if that's what they've said, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how do you get a hold of that many? It looks like a, a bunch of bed sheets strung up, upon the mm. room. I don't know if it was the jumpsuits, but it was some inanimate object yeah. that was, like, really weird. There's a lot of really weird shit out there. <laughs> Like I said, money's yeah. starting to fuck up in a way. Yeah, stuff's coming out. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not the Clintons. Right. It could have been any right. of those. 20 like I plus said, I, I don't. I don't want to. That took that I journey to his accuse, island. Um, because Clinton did have yeah, a relationship with my sure. family. So. Well, the thing that fucks me up, man. Still, mm-hmm. let me say this, and I mean, based upon how you're talking about that, you're not gonna like it. But I mean, I saw okay. When all that happened, and Epstein died, I think, and it was, mm-hmm. like, just shit on Epstein. And I, I saw Hillary talking to, I, I don't know what news or, mm-hmm. like, night show host it was. Maybe it was, like, before Trump and her were battling out the election. Or I don't even know. No, that's not when he got arrested. Aside from that, she knew him mm-hmm. for probably 20-plus years because she was, right. he was friends with her husband. And when she's approached with, I, I believe it's him dying, mm-hmm. I think, by suicide. She like cackles, really. Like, I didn't crazy. know that, and she's laughing. 
And I'm not like shitting on her, but when I saw that, I was like, okay. It's kind of a little bit incriminating, isn't it's it? It's not the fact that he's a fucked up individual, but <laughs> you knew that exactly. You knew him for 20, or I don't even know if it's 20 years, but you, I mean, it's well accounted that y'all are family yeah. friends, if you will. And, you, and you're mm. cackling at his death. It shows that there's a lot of other shit that we don't know about yeah. going on between that relationship, and that is he was supplying her husband mm. with, you know, probably some. Some shit he wasn't supposed to be doing. That's my guess. Mm. I don't know. I'm sorry he took his shit in your house. I don't want to, like, put it on him, but I'm just saying, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, uh, we've been talking about, bro. We we called it. We, ca- we called it. Oh, yeah. Early, yeah. Right off the bat. Because before before they were even. And I'm not trying to sound like one of those kids that said we had it first. Like, or we were listening mm-hmm. to this song first. Anything like that. But, like, we. Uh. We were talking mm-hmm. about that pretty pretty quick. So if you want to go listen to that, go listen it's back. It's there. It's on there. Apple Pod or Spotify. But I mean, and that's those two words right there are, are pretty much all you need to say yeah. about everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. You just got to look a little bit deeper. <laughs> Think about it a little bit deeper. I mean, that's not to say we know what's going on or we're smarter. I mean, I still have no idea. Yeah. But it makes you think. It goes a lot it deeper than you know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, either way, Jeffrey Epstein's oh, yeah. a fucking Without sick individual, doubt. and I'm sure he's rotting in the de- deep depths of hell. He's a weird guy. Oh, I saw. God. Did you see like, the layout of his house? I think we talked about that too. Yeah. We had a whole clip for it. Yeah, yeah. He had like eyeballs yeah. and shit. He's a weird ass dude. And that's what goes to say is like you know you think Bill would walk in there like what the fuck? What the fuck is going? You know what I'm saying like. <laughs> but maybe not. I don't know. He had a lot of he houses did. too. I heard he had a he, he had a heated in sidewalk head, in front of his New York home. Either he way, paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, for a heated that sidewalk too. so there would never be snow on it. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's kind of dope, but still, but still, it's yeah. a little a little over yeah. a little overdoing it though. In the realm of Ew. like you know. Renovations. My lips are chapped as a motherfucker right now, oh, dude. I've I've been I've been wanting I've been wanting mm-hmm. to ask you this here a minute though. My what's trash. Your, what's your trash? Here's my trash. And by the way, um, I think we kind of explained this earlier, but we do a lot of our segments based off of uh, suburban nomenclature. So like, we do trash of the week, something we didn't like, bringing home the bacon. Uh, we used to do opening up the newspaper, which is just like uh, current events, stuff that's going on. Uh, the table manners has to do with like the household, stuff like that. So a lot of our topics, whenever we say like, what's your trash, what's your bacon, table manners of the week, uh, open up the history book, uh, open up the newspaper. Table manners isn't right, table manners right. in the, in the like house. Table say, manners of like, like how you're supposed life. to act <laughs> in a certain, like we did table manners, yeah, how you're yeah. supposed to act on a plane. Like don't be the guy that claps when the plane lands. So that's yeah. <laughs> oh, we did. I, I, yeah. Don't be the guy who shoves your mask right, in your pocket and yeah, then puts it back exactly. on after you do it. Here's my trash this yeah. week: Karens, and we see a lot of them on social media. I saw a woman tonight uh, on Twitter that was denied entrance to a restaurant because she was not allowed, or she didn't have a mask on. Right? They said you can't come in. If you find a mask, you're welcome to come in. We'll serve you food, whatever. But. So they locked her out, and she is like like a zombie, like a zombie in Walking Dead. She is slamming herself 
against the glass of the restaurant. And she ends up actually starting to oh lick, God. like, lick the, the glass. Not even kidding. We've got, we've, we've had a few. What? Yeah, we've, we've had a few <laughs> Karens in the restaurant that I work in. Uh, we had two the other day. They came into my restaurant and in the middle of dinner rush asked to see our t-shirts. So I bring out a t-shirt. I've got five or six other tables that I'm taking care of. She's like, no, that's too small. I was like, okay. I brought out the next size. She was like, I don't like that color. Can you bring out a different color? I brought out the other color. Uh, I don't know about that one. Can I see another color in an actual larger size? Because that was a little bit small. So they took up like 45 minutes of my time, and then neither of them tipped anything because they said I took too long to get their shirts. But I'm also having to take care of six other tables. So like, I didn't have time to fucking you know, give them a fashion mm-hmm. show in the middle of the dinner rush. Karen's are my trash this week. You know, if you have to go out in public and act so entitled, like everybody owes you something, don't do it. Just, just avoid public altogether. Karen's you suck and learn how to communicate to, you know, people and treat people with common human decency. Whenever you go out in public end of rant, what's your trash? That's a week? realm of that. I can't understand, man. Tipping, like, make if that was if I saw that after spending or devoting that much right. of my like hourly wage or whatever you would call it towards that. that. Oh my god! I mean, and I still I still don't know how the tip thing works, but like, yeah, it can really, it can really throw off your night. But it go it go it stre- it stretches across all like all social like um, mm-hmm. businesses like retail service as I, I was about to say it's funny you said that too but i mean people just got kind of got to understand yeah. especially like the karens like you mentioned the ones that are just playing tennis and chilling all day because they, they're not out in the shits doing it dealing with all this wearing uh-huh. dude wearing a mask for starters if you're wearing a mask for more than if you're wearing a mask for your leisurely time and, and like you're enjoying yourself it's probably not that bad right but when you're like work when you're working and I've, I, you know, if you're a glasses wearer yeah. and your glasses fog up, oh, oh no. my God, I bet that would frustrate the hell out of me if I, yeah. if I had to wear, you know, if I had my glasses at work. I don't know, dude. And it's something about your yeah. own breath, too, like coming back in your face. I don't know. Point right. is, people are inconsiderate as shit right now, especially, you know, coming in, acting like, oh, why, why, why don't you have this? I, I don't know, ma'am. Someone who is worth <laughs> millions of dollars owns this fucking company. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of things have changed right now. It's the yeah. same for you. And it's, what's his name, Dan? Like, right, exactly. Talk to Dan, it's not me. <laughs> I don't know what, you, 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 you want a Fuchsia <laughs> Dano shirt? We don't have that. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, and I also have to go serve a whole fucking family of six, and Tobias is crying because he wants his spaghetti. And you're giving me zero dollars. Exactly. Like, be fucking mindful. That's the presence of this episode. I always end up raging every like five episodes or something like that, but. That's what trash is. You got to give it out. You got to let people hear yeah. that and kind of think about it, you know? I think about it. Like, this whole process of j- kind of working, like, in a sense, like, opposed to doing internships or whatever the shit is, like, that we did, we all would do first as college students, but, like, working just kind of whatever it is, a day-to-day job, I mean, you, you learn a lot, especially when people come in and they're mm-hmm. n- neglecting or ignorant. I mean, it's just stupid especially at a time like this where there's so much strife and anger it only adds fuel to the fire like the bad fire in a sense like let's get into some bacon bring it home together yeah exactly i need some bacon all right 
You go first. <laughs> no, I got you. I get so a, my, uh, my bringing home bit. the bacon this week, bacon is just something good or something positive that's been going on. Mine is Kyron. And Kyron, I know you're not in right here. I know you're in Myrtle Beach. You're out doing your thing. But for, I mean, I think I've had uh, nine or ten streams on Twitch, streaming multiple times a day. This is my sixth day on Twitch. Um, but for every single stream, Kyron has been coming in at the very beginning. He's one of my moderators, one of my good friends, um, like from real life. He's been coming in moderating, making sure chat's staying in line, you know, banning people when that needs to happen, timing people out, deleting messages that are unnecessary. And even when, you know, since I'm just starting out, I'm a new streamer. Sometimes there's not a lot of people in chat and it's nice to just have somebody that's been hanging out. Um, he added all the commands that needed to be added for my chat. Like he went in and did that himself without me asking um, and is always willing to help out anytime I have a question about Twitch software um, or any kind of software that has to do with streaming, um, or, you know, how my chat works. So Kyron, shout out to mm. you. You're my bacon this week. Thank you so much, man. Hope I can pay you back someday, but thank you. That's a, that's another person, man. Who's like, even mm-hmm. from the beginning of the podcast too, like, mm-hmm. uh, who's just been kind of riding with it. Uh, Cause right. I think they kind of connect with it. If you, if you listen and you enjoy it. Or, I mean, like you said, you know him. He was in, he's in the same major as you, right? Or he was when he was in Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been one of the people from the beginning. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been he's being a genuine bro mm-hmm. and helping us out. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, even like, like just like, because he, he did some some video work or whatever it was for some stuff for, you said it was some uh, college sports program somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what it is. It's a bunch of friendly people coming together. We need all the help we can get. We yeah, just kind of want to hang out and talk, you know, be a part of the conversation. It's fun. And that's what bacon is. Bacon is enjoying the good thing. And uh, it's gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And What's uh, your did, bacon this week? He's been there since the jump. Is a legend. Uh, mine was, I mean, it's a little, you, I, mean, I don't know if you agree with me. Based on, you know... But for me, it's Bennett coming home from Charleston. And the streaming community doesn't really know much about that as far as Bennett. <laughs> I guess that's one way mm-hmm. to put it. But he, he's been living in Charleston for a while, and it kind of felt like he moved away from us, not in a sense of he wouldn't chill with I mean, he would come home and hang out with us, you know, but he's a really eccentric dude. Bennett has been like our best friend for a while too and he's been a big part of this Mm -hmm. podcast and we love him to death and he moved away for about a year but Mm -hmm. he's our boy and we i think we genuinely missed him like i think everything kind of changed when he left and it's not like i I don't live in columbia like i said i live in georgia right now but whenever i would go home he would be there and we i think we all genuinely kind of miss that at least you and me i mean we love him to death yeah and he's coming he's he's moving back home um from charleston so i'm just happy as hell to hear that because that means you know when i go home i get to see him too opposed to just family and you know you and a couple others he was he was away for a while so good yeah well me and him are kind of in a little weird spot right yeah that's why i I said that but i know you you do i'm glad he's home dude i i think it's i think it's gonna be good that he's home and good that we can start seeing him more yeah We'll we'll have some five minutes with Bennett back soon. Sure. They are OGs in the chat. <laughs> Amen. And those are the good times too. Those were funny. 
mm-hmm. which is it's gonna take some time. But we we we'll close it up here and it's kind of weird closing it up live. I guess I don't really know how to do that. You're probably more used to it than me, so I'll let you do it. But to get into like some of the plans we had, you know, you want to talk about the fireside chat shit we talked about or anything like that? Yeah. So we know. were just gonna do. Uh, Roosevelt had some fire fireside chats whenever radio became big, where it was just to keep people comfortable. Um, it was also during depression. during the depression, yeah, or after it. Yeah, yeah, and it just kind of gave people like a weekly update on what was going on in the country. And now that we're kind of back in the mix with the podcasting stuff, we're going to try to be bringing those same those same vibes, and we're also yeah. going to be continuing our uh, charitable endeavors. And uh, everybody in stream right now. Um, I'm going to start implementing charity as soon as I get to affiliate where I can receive bits and sub subscriptions and shit, which will be tomorrow, then I'll be able to implement the brawl stuff and oh, start yeah. actually earning money. So be on the lookout for some yeah, charity we, streams and me and Mark playing some Fortnite. It's going to be, that's going to be big, dude. It's just kind of hanging out. That's all, that's all it's ever really been, but we just kind of record it. Mm-hmm. But as we mentioned yeah. with Kyron or anybody else who's been a part of it for a while, we love the input and we love when people reach out to us. I mean, it's just a one big conversation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how it needs to be. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. I think that about wraps it up. It's normally your I think line. so too. <laughs> but, uh, All right, well. Uh, how, how should I do this? Should, are you about to like go off stream? Do I call you? No, I mean, we'll just. Uh, I'm about to save this audio gonna... file. When do you, when do you cut off your blue? Uh, I don't know. Shit's uh, awkward, let me, dude. Let me, let me, let me I'm not used exit. to this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't all right, know. boys. Uh, with all that uh, being said, my name's Pruitt. My name is Mark. It's great to meet thanks you guys. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Chapter Two, Episode One. I'm glad Mark could be here. Finally, meet the chat, and we'll be coming at you more often with more energy, more content, and a lot better things coming pretty soon. Thank you for uh, sticking around and chat, everybody who did. Uh, it was kind of a learning curve doing this live, but I think it went pretty swimmingly. So uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, y'all have a, a good rest of your night. Hanging out. Good night, yeah. everybody. <laughs> In a minute, boy. Thanks for